All right. Well, let's take our Bibles, turn to Daniel chapter number three. Tonight is a message entitled, They Didn't Bow, They Didn't Bend, and They Didn't Burn. You know, tonight, I think it's important for us to just remind ourselves from the Bible just what kind of uh, situation we're in when it comes to authority over us. Daniel chapter 3 is a story about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Or like the army guy said, uh, my rack, uh, my... yes, yeah, that's right, that's right, and to bed I go. Uh, what, what was the first one there? My sack, my rack, and to bed I go, that's right. Yeah, uh, that's good. That's an old one that we all knew. That, um, but uh, so Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh, these guys were in Babylon under the dictatorial uh, captivity of Nebuchadnezzar. And boy, oh boy, they were under the gun and they were told what to do, all about what to do. And I'll tell you, it was uh, almost slave labor, but it wasn't. You know, they were, they, they were in captivity under the dictatorial governorship of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. He, he got in trouble. He did. Uh, but you know what happened was these guys, I love their spirit because they love God. So if you love the Lord and you love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, let me tell you what's going to happen. At some point in time, you will have to do something about that. And you'll run into somebody that does not love God or doesn't even know God and what happens to the Christian in their lives and in our lives is that sometimes you might run into authority uh, that you have to make a decision whether you do what God wants you to do or what man tells you to do. So, you know, we're, I'm not sure how close you've ever been to that, but sometimes you'll run into that even, even if there wasn't a pandemic. But at some point in time, your Christian life is going to bump into the world. Everybody with me? And it will happen. Uh, it happened to me, and I have a little illustration to show you, but I want you to see what happened to these guys. Now, their situation was a lot worse than anything we've ever been in. We've never had our whole country overtaken and captive and transported physically to another location. Uh, and so we, we need to take a lesson from these guys. If they could be this strong, we need to stand up for our Christianity and stand up for God. That's what God says. We're supposed to stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. Not being entangled, again, of the yoke of bondage and not being entangled with the world. It is a command of God that we stay free. It's free to be free. God paid for it. But sometimes your Christianity is going to run into a little roadblock. And I just want to encourage our hearts tonight because... I like these guys. I like their spirit. So with this in mind, let's pray and hold your place in Daniel 3. We'll go through a little bit tonight. I'm sure it won't take too long, but I really want to uh, lay down this foundation about how that uh, these guys didn't bend, they didn't bow, they didn't burn. And uh, I, I think we can take a lesson from them. Father, thank you for this night. Help us now to get scripture from the Bible to help us through these dark times. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so let's just take a lesson from Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego tonight. Let's just learn a little bit. They had the right priorities in their life, as we should. 
They uh, were in Babylon. We are in a type of Babylon, type of a world, if you would. Uh, they were captive prisoners and as well as Daniel. But Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar had a very limited control over, uh, with his authority over God's people. Remember this. No matter what happens in America, I don't care where she goes or what she does, you belong to God. He's your God. And you serve Him first. The Bible says all these wonderful things, these traits that you can have in your life, against such there is no law. You can be loving uh, whatsoever things are uh, good and honest and pure and good report, long-suffering, goodness, gentleness, kindness, and uh, faith, and all the things that God wants to build in our life. There's never going to be a law against that. There's never going to be a law for you and I to break a law. You were a nice Christian today. Now, you're, you know, you don't, there's no law against that. There's other kinds of laws, and Christians bump into different problems. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was in a terrible situation. Let's look at verse 1. Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold whose height was three score cubits and the breadth thereof six cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. That's about 90 feet high. It's about nine feet wide. It's a big, huge uh, image of gold. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king sent to gather together the princes and the governors and the captains and the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Then the princes and the governors and the captains and the judges and the treasurers and the counselors and the sheriffs and all the rulers of the provinces were gathered together into the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. And they stood before the image and Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And then in verse 4, the herald cried aloud, To you it is commanded, O people, nations and languages, that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, harp, sackbut, the psaltery, the dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king has set up. And whosoever falleth not down and worshipeth shall the same hour be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. You either, you either worship this image or you're going to die. We're going to kill you. We're going to take you out and burn you in a furnace. Now what are the children of Israel to do? Let's look at it. He says, therefore, at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and all kinds of music, and all the people and the nations and the languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up, wherefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews. Thank God. They spake and said unto King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Thou, O king, hast made a decree that every man that, that hear the sound of the cornet and the flute and the harp and sackbut, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoso falleth not down and worship uh, that the, he should be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. There are certain Jews among thou... Uh, has set over the affairs of the province, Babylon, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they were, 
They were leaders. They were high-level officials in Babylon, as well as Daniel, the prince and the head of the presidents, preferred above all the others. He was a Jew. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was running with the right people. They were running with Daniel. Amen? And they were doing the right thing, and they loved God, and they didn't care what the king said, and someday you're going to have to not care what people say. At some point in your Christian life, you're going to have to stand up for God, however it is. You be the judge. No man can judge you at that. But brother, sister, someday you're going to have to stand up for your Christian rights. And you're going to have to honor God. And when you do, you will never know before that day comes how God can spread His Holy Spirit all over you and anoint you and bless you. Jesus said, there's going to be come a day when you're going to stand before the courts. He said, don't worry about what to say. The Holy Spirit will give you what to say in that hour and you will be my witnesses and you'll testify. And here it is. You're seeing it firsthand with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these guys stood for God. I don't know if I'd have that kind of courage. Oh, I can only pray that I would. Now, you take a look at what they went through and what we're going through is not all that bad. Amen? I'd say we're kind of delicate. And I'm ashamed of my little wimpy self. I get upset too easy. Everybody get upset? How many are upset at the news right now? I mean, mighty sick and tired of hearing about the corona or whatever. I'm, I'm so tired of hearing about that. It, it, it's just overwhelmed the news. It's overwhelmed churches. It's overwhelmed Christians. And, you know, you start out the day and, hey, praise God. By the time you go home, you go, the world's going to end. I'm not going to make it. Hey, stand up and just say, yes, I will. Yes, I will. You need a good friend to tell you it's going to be okay. Amen? It will. And you need to get into the Bible and say, you know what? If these guys could stand up, I can stand up for, for something. I can do a little bit of this. Amen? Verse 13. Then Nebuchadnezzar in his rage and fury commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king, and Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do not ye serve my gods? Uh, the key word there is gods, little g. You see, that man was lost as a goose. Nor worship the golden image. That was just pure idolatry. That's pure idolatry. Now, if you be ready, I'm going to give you another chance here. Now, if you be ready that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer. It's probably rock music. And anyway, and all kinds of music, it said. You fall down and worship the image which I have made well. But if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Well, like the two guys that were drag racing, one says, hey, you got a big engine in your car? And the guy said, you're just about to find out. Uh, they said, hey, who is that God? You know, you're just about to find out, Nebuchadnezzar. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar. Now remember, these guys are, they're not, 
they're, they're not low level, they're high level officials in the, in the government. And they said, we're not careful to answer thee concerning this matter. <coughs> we're not worried about answering you about this. Don't you wish you had a little bit of that courage sometime? God will give it to you. I'm not worried about, I'm not worried about this. I, I, I don't care what you say. Oh, I'll give you the answer. Verse 17, if it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, I like this too, if not, be it known unto you, unto, unto thee, O king, we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Don't you like that spirit? Well, I know God's going to take care of me, but if he doesn't, you, I'm not doing what you say. Now, I, you say, oh, that's rebellion. That's out-and-out Christian rebellion. It's out-and-out Bible. At some point, at some point in your life, you're going to have to stand up for Jesus. And you be the judge when that is. Uh, now, he commanded the most mighty men, verse 20, were in his army, uh, to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their hosen, and their hats, and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Wherefore, because the king's commandment was urgent, and the furnace exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now, I have been involved in some big, big, big fires. And I'm telling you, it is the scariest thing. And there are different ways that fire reacts. Sometimes it's burning, really uh, getting ready to what they call flashpoint. And uh, so it, it, a whole room can be engulfed in the, like an oven of flame. And as soon as that door opens up, it gets the oxygen and whoop, it just goes up. It's, it's amazing how fire reacts. I kind of think God just took them out. I think he just made the fire come and get them. But you could see this thing was hot. Uh, and so this is, this, is no, uh, this is no campfire, brother. This is a big furnace. Kind of like what they always want to do to the Jewish people. You know, Hitler had some furnaces, I remember. I've seen pictures. And I've, I've talked to, uh, or my wife has talked to Holocaust survivors. I've talked to several Jews. It's, it's no laughing matter that these guys... They were hated, and that, that hatred still is to this day uh, coming from that same area. You know, Iraq and Iran, they still hate, hate the Jews real bad. They would burn them if they could. Here's this, this story. So Nebuchadnezzar is being uh, withstood, and then, uh, of course, these guys die. Look at verse 24. Then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, uh, was astonied. And rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, O true, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire. And they have no hurt. And the, uh, the form of the fourth man is like the son of God. You know, they never even smelled like smoke. What would you rather do? Would you rather walk on the water <clears throat> like Peter did? Or would you rather get into the fire and walk with Jesus? That's a good question, isn't it? So I'd rather have the sunshine and the, 
a storm. I'd rather walk on water. But these guys, they were in the midst of the burning fire furnace. And Jesus was in there with them. You know what they did? They stood up for God and Jesus was with them. And that's what happens to us, no matter what. I, I, I really want you to see something in the New Testament now. Go, go with me to Acts, please. Acts chapter number 16. Now the Philippian jailer, remember what happened to him? He got saved. Uh, but what was happening to Paul and Silas is they were getting in trouble for nothing. They were being cast into jail. And if you'll look with me, verse number 19, Acts 16, 19. It says, uh, and, and, and when her masters saw the hope of their gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace under the rulers. Now remember, God tells us to follow the commandments of, the, of the, the rulers above us. He says we submit to authority. We're supposed to be law-abiding citizens. We're not supposed to rebel against authority. That is true. But I'm going I'm to give you a secret tonight. Watch what happened. The rulers were there. They drew them in the marketplace and brought them to the magistrate saying, These men being Jews do exceedingly trouble our city and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe, being Romans. Now, they were Romans. And the multitude rose up together against them. The magistrates ran off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. Now let's go to verse 36 and see what happened. And the keeper of the prison, of course, he got saved, but he told this saying to Paul, the magistrates have sent to let you go. Now therefore depart and go in peace. And Paul said unto them, they have beaten us in uh, openly upon uh, uncondemned, being Romans, and have cast us unto prison. And, and now do they thrust us out privily? Nay, verily. Nay, verily. I love that. Don't you love the Old Testament or the, the Old English? I love, nay, verily. But let them come and themselves and fetch us out. <laughs> so you see what happened here? Do you see that Paul and Silas were Roman citizens? Do you know what they were practicing? Citizenship. Do you know what they were holding on to? The law of the land. Are you with me? So rulers are not always right, are they? Huh? Just because some guy commands you to do something doesn't mean it's lawful. Are you with me? You have to decide in your own heart because you are an American citizen. You have to find out what the Constitution says. You have to be the judge don't let somebody tell you what to do that's unconstitutional. I'm just telling you what the Constitution says. It's your job to find it out. It's your job to stand up as an American citizen and do the right thing. That's the, the, all the authority is not in the governor's mansion. It's with the people. We have the authority in our nation because we're American citizens just like Paul did because he was a Roman citizen. He said, listen, uh -uh, you, you, you go, you're going to fetch us out of here. 
You, you did this. We're uncondemned. We're, being, we're Roman citizens. You locked us up and you beat us illegally. You come and fetch us out. We're Roman citizens. We have the law on our side. You understand what I'm saying? We have the law on our side. So did they. And you know, we, we serve a risen Savior. We serve God. He says, I want you to be good citizens. I want you to follow the laws of the land. Now, what is the law of the land? It's the Constitution. Now, see, when I was in the Navy, we had something called the Uniform Code of Military Justice. It's a higher law. It's more strict than civil law. It's much more uh, intrusive into our lives. It is much, much more strict than any law out here. You, you, you can't even write a bad check, you know. I mean, in some certain instances, you, you, can't, you can't have a provoking speech or gesture. There was a boot camper, the last day of boot camp, and he, he uh, how am I going to say this? He did the naughty, naughty sign to his company commander from the back of the bus. It was the last weekend of, of boot camp. They were heading to a canoe trip. And the chief, who was his company commander, saw him not so affectionately wave at him. You know what I'm saying? And he stopped the bus. He said, whoa, 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 whoa. He got to the bus driver. He got on the bus. He looked back. He got up on the bus like a bus captain. He looked back in the back. He said, you, come here. He made him go through boot camp all over again from day number one. That's called provoking speeches or gestures. He made a very provoking gesture to his company commander. You know, in civil law, you, a lot of people get away with a whole lot, don't they? I mean, they're, they're screaming cuss words at the authorities, and they're yelling cuss words at everybody, and they they're, they're, have many, many provoking speeches and gestures. The Uniform Code of Military Justice was much more powerful in fact, in the Uniform Code of Military Justice, if you get caught sleeping on watch during wartime, you can be taken outside the camp and shot like a dog. In fact, General Sherman, one time, he threatened to do that to one of his men. And President Lincoln came up and reviewed the troops, and uh, he stopped his horse and he said, Now, men, uh, you're looking very good. Uh, if, if, if there's anybody would uh, have any grievances, I would, I'd like to hear them right now. I just want to... Uh, you know, he cared for his troops. And one guy said, I have a grievance. And President Lincoln called on him. He said, General Sherman, he threatened to shoot me out, out by the camp like a dog. Uh, I don't know what he did, but he said, he threatened to shoot me. And President Lincoln leaned down. He said, I wouldn't trust him. I think he'd do it. Isn't that great? So... So the Uniform Code of Military Justice, do you know, it, it, it says, uh, for instance, we, uh, we, we just have a, well, we had this higher law. Now, if, if the company commander comes up and he says, drop down on that deck and give me 20 push-ups right now, then you do it. You know why? Because it promotes a good order and discipline and physical fitness. <laughs> but if a police officer out here from Bellingham said, hey, get, drop down and give me 20 right now. You can say, uh, no. 
we don't do that here in Linden. <laughs> you do that in Bellingham. No, uh, but you, you don't have, there are unlawful orders. So I had, I had a guy on my ship. He was a, he was a, um, he was a warrant officer and he was, uh, he was really arrogant. And uh, I was in supply. Uh, everybody kind of takes their turn ordering stuff. So I took my turn at supply. And he said, Shaver, listen, there's a, there's a big shipment down on the pier. And uh, we need some plywood. And there was a big stack of plywood down there. But it was marked, had a big sign on it for a different division. Not, not our division, a different division. And he said, go down there and grab that. I want that pallet. I said, well, that's for such and such a division. That's not ours. He said, I'll go get it anyway. I said, no, sir. He said, what? I said, uh, you're going to have to get somebody else to do your stealing for you. That did not go over good. I was so fast out of supply back down uh, uh, roto-rootering toilets that it made my head spin. He, he took me out of that nice job. And, but you know what? The Uniform Code of Military Justice, the highest law in the military, says you don't have to follow unlawful orders. Same way here. Did you know that you and I, if somebody comes up with some, some laws, how are we going to regulate our lives? What is it that we do? Well, we serve God, but guess what God gave our country? A constitution. Do you know about that document? Have you ever heard of it? Do you know that it still exists? And there are amendments to it. Oh, you should have taken our history class. Would you like to repeat all that? Listen, we have a document that's the law of the land. The Bible says follow the laws. Okay, bless God, there it is. That's our constitution. If anybody is outside that constitution, you have the right as a citizen as an American citizen to stand up against it. I'm not, I'm not promoting insurrection. I'm just saying, let's just keep the laws that we have. Let's just praise God for the wonderful country we have. Do you know what happened in California recently? That Newsom guy, he comes out with this order that you can't sing in church. I'm sorry. Throw me in the furnace. I'm going to sing. Oh, well, you can't read your Bible. I'm sorry. Just chuck me in the furnace. I don't care. Oh, well, you got hate speech in the Bible. So what? Let me read it in the furnace. <laughs> chuck me in the furnace. I don't care. I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to pray. I'm going to sing. I'm going to witness. I'm going to be a Christian. And I'm going to church. And I'm not going to let anybody take my rights away until they change the Constitution. And if I just don't, if that changes enough, looks like I'll find another country. <laughs> People don't like our Constitution, then get out of here. I, I'm sorry, that might be rough in some people, but I, that's, that's, that's what's going to keep us free. So let me show you why this is biblical. Are you ready? Because some people, are, you might be doubting me about this, but we are the law. We, the people, we are the law under the Constitution. Is that what it says? Of the people, for the people, by the people. Let's go to uh, Romans 13. I've got limited time here. And I'm a little fired up tonight because I'm sick and tired of people telling us all kinds of weird things to do. 
Have you ever played that game? I think it's called Balderdash. Have you ever played that game? They got this one section, crazy weird laws that are still on the books. Is that the game? And they got some really strange laws, like you can't be in the park after 6 o'clock at night with, a, with, with a, a, a propeller on your head or something. I don't know. They have just strange, strange laws. Those are not constitutional. So what do we need is people to stand up. Now, is it biblical to follow the laws of the land? Of course it is. In fact, it's a command of God to follow the laws of the land. Let's look at it. Verse number one. Lest, lest maybe somebody might think out there in, in iPad land or something that we're, we're crazy nuts. We're not. And by the way, this isn't a cult, okay? We're free. All right. And we love the Lord. And, and some of us just, some of us just love God so much that we're happy about it. All right, let's look at verse number one. Let every soul be subject unto the, what? Higher powers. For there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God. They And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. That doesn't mean hell right there. That means you're going to get condemned. You are going to be found uh, guilty. You're, you're condemned. You're, that's damnation. Now, in the sense of going to hell, that, that's also used. But here in this context, you're going to be found guilty if you resist the, uh, the power over you. For rulers are not a terror to good works but to the evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he beareth not the sword in vain, for he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Wherefore ye must, be, ye must needs be subject not only for wrath, but for conscience' sake. Now, it is in the Bible that we are to follow the, the statutes and the judgments and, and the rules and the laws of our land. It is, it is clear in the Bible. Uh, turn with me to Second uh, Timothy, I believe it is. Uh, I want to show you one, one uh, scripture here. Uh, all right, one second. Oh, I'm sorry, First Timothy chapter 1. Let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 1. 1 Timothy chapter 1. Uh, it says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God our Savior and the Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope, unto Timothy, my own son in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord, as I besought thee to abide still at Ephesus, when I went to Macedonia, that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other doctrine, neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies, which minister questions rather than godly edifying, which is in faith, so do. Now the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and faith unfeigned. From 
which some, having swerved, have turned aside unto vain jangling. What if the rulers of our country swerve and go into vain jangling? What are you going to do as a Christian servant of God? What are you going to do as a citizen? You're going to have to follow the Constitution and follow as God leads you and follow God. Look at this. Desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say nor whereof they affirm. But we know that the law is good. The law is good if a man use it lawfully. You see what we're saying? The law that God has given our country is called the Constitution. It is the best law in the world. No other structure of law has ever come close to it. You better look in your history books and find out what communism did, what Marxism did. You can find out what parliamentary procedure is. You can look at England. You can look at France. You can look at the Netherlands. You can look at Iraq, Iran, Egypt, India, Russia. Just look at all the different kinds of governments and you'll come back and you'll say, Praise God, we have a constitution that's the supreme law of the land. And God's mentioned in our constitution. So what do you do? I'll tell you what you do. You have to judge. You have to judge what laws you're going to face and when you're going to face them and when you have to fight for your freedom. And if you do, let me say this right now, God's going to back you up just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know why? Because God gave us that constitution and God gave us the Bible. And guess what? They don't, they don't uh, deter from one another except in the cases of the Supreme Court where they swerved. They swerved into abortion. They swerved into gay marriage. They swerved into a vain jangling. Of course that happens. But guess what? God has given us a command to follow the law. What is the law? It's the Constitution. It's just never been tested real, real uh, lately. It's, uh, we've got some people that just don't know about it. You know what I would do with you if I were you? I would just check out, okay, uh, what law am I going to follow? Hey, Shaver, go down there and take up that pallet <coughs> of uh, plywood and bring it up. We're going to take it from that other division. No, that's called stealing, not going to do it. Right? Should I have obeyed the commandment of my officer above me? No. You know why? Because it's an unlawful order. If somebody says, okay, no more free speech. We're not going to have any free speech. We're tired of speech. We don't want anybody talking. Uh, you got no more free speech. Just, uh, 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 you got, we're going to regulate every word you say. Should we obey that? No. Why? Because that's, that's the law of the land. We can, we, we can speak freely. Somebody said, well, you can't, you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. Oh, yes, you can. If anybody runs out and gets trampled and gets hurt, then it's your fault. You can still do it. If you say, it's, it's, it's a fire, 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 and nobody sits and, oh, shut up and sit down. You don't get a ticket for that. You see what I mean? Free speech has a price. So, yes, you're, yes you, you, can, you can have free speech, and you ought to. And if, if anybody tries to curb that, 
Throw me in the furnace. I don't care. I'm not going to stop talking about Jesus. I'm not going to stop telling people about the Bible and about the Lord. Everybody with me? Listen, just because Gavin Newsom said, no more singing in church. Oh, my goodness. Where did he get that kind of pride? Hey, Nebuchadnezzar, <laughs> you're going to be eating grass real soon, buddy. And your fingernails are going to get real long. You're going you're gonna to be going crazy in a little bit, okay? Hey, Gavin, you ought to take that back, amen? It's, it's unconstitutional. Did you get that, Jay? I hope Jay listens to this. Wouldn't that be fun? If somewhere he was surfing the, uh, the, his iPad and he goes, he heard his name mentioned, Jay, and, uh, and all of a sudden he just said, hey, wait a minute, that's me. I was like, oh, wait, wow, yeah, I guess I have been a little communistic. I guess I am a socialist. Man, I'm really a, I'm really a creep. I'm sorry. I'm going to call up Brother Shaver and he's going to lead me to the Lord. Brother Shaver, I'm sorry. Would you teach me how to be saved? Yes. If you give me the permission to free, speak freely. Uh, hey, listen. I, we need to stand up for our Constitution. This is, not, this is not new. Our country was built on this. <laughs> we've, we've swerved away from it. Come on, man. Let's pray for our country. I want to stay free. You know... Some lawyers in this country are actually calling the Bible hate speech. I don't care what they say. There's not a there, God. There, there's nothing in the Bible that says for God so hated the world. It's just the opposite. For God so loved the world. By the way, all lives matter. Would you say that with me? Just just so I know you're with me. All lives matter for God so loved the world they did, you know those people never went to Sunday school I learned it when I was an adult red and yellow black and white they are precious in his sight Jesus loved the little children of the world some of the greatest kids in the world are in Sunday school and they're learning it uh, we're, our country just hurting so bad right now spiritually. So uh, I was given an unlawful order. I was given a whole lot of orders that were lawful. You will, you will march on this grinder all night long until you get it right. And when I tell you about face, I mean about face. And when I tell you about face, I don't want you to think about it. When I tell you to jump, I want you to say how high on the way up. I don't want you to think. I want you to react. You know, the military was a wonderful thing for a young kid. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, hey. Uh, and those are all lawful orders. But when he told me to steal something, I, nah, I'm not going to do that. Shaver, let's, let's go have a beer. No, I don't drink. Sorry. You what? No, I don't drink. Well, so throw me in the furnace. I don't care what you say. You know, we need, we need to speak the truth with love, right? So you can say, I, I don't do that. And you shouldn't either. I don't care how you say it. Stand up. Stand up. With God and our Constitution, 
actually what it prohibits is, and it guards against evil, tyrannical governors and politicians like Nebuchadnezzar. That's where we are. It's all over America right now. Get deep into your Bible, love God, and stand up for your constitution. The Bible says, doesn't it? Follow the laws of the land. Okay, what law is that? It certainly isn't some nut telling us we can't sing in church. That's not constitutional. Now, if they say, okay, uh, Pastor, you, you've got a building here and you need to have this and you need to have that for safety. I want you to have fire extinguishers and I want you to have uh, a bathroom that's good for uh, wheelchair people that are in wheelchair and I want you to be able to have parking. I want you to be able to egress, ingress, all that. Uh, those are great laws and those are all constitutional. I love those laws. It, it, it doesn't bother me at all. We, it, I guess, you know, we had a drinking fountain put in and, and the plumber, my good friend, uh, he says, uh, well, I've got to put a, uh, I'm just going to give you a drinking fountain. I said, how come it's way down there? Because look, it's like three feet off the ground. He said, well, you want little kids to get a drink, don't you? I said, yeah, that's right. I, I love stuff like that. You know, I want to follow all the laws. By the way, there's nothing wrong with the speed limit. What's, long, what's wrong is you don't pay attention to it. It's not a bad law. So you understand there's constitutional laws that are good for people. Christians. Christians are supposed to be the law makers. We're supposed to vote, by the way. We are supposed to give our voice. That's what God has given our country. He says, if we throw that away, we're never going to get it back. They're never going to be there. Our country goes downhill like that. It, by the way, did you hear what our uh, Supreme Court said? South Dakota or something like that, you know, compared to uh, California. They, our forefathers were given wisdom so they could balance it out with geographics, not only, not only populace, but geographics. So no one state can just run the whole country. Isn't that great? And so the Supreme Court said, no, you're not good. If you're, if you're an electoral voter... A or 12 okay well we're not we're not going to go the way that washington wants us we're going to do it the way we want to because we made a lot of money somebody paid us off and no way the supreme court said court said you could get uh fined and punished and maybe even some jail time in some places so isn't that great i mean god's still on our side Throw me in the furnace, man. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not worried about your command and all that. So, amen. Uh, how many are glad you're out of the military now? <laughs> There's some pretty tough rules in there. And, uh, hey, Israel, you're, you're going to go to college, right? Guess what you got coming? <laughs>